Welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, a legendary Randy Erickson, recording in the uh, remote studio, taking a little break here at uh, like lunchtime, which is whatever time I want it to be, and uh, get this one out to you. So it's uh, we're getting ready for our first little shot of winter tomorrow for a day or so, and then uh, get back to some some fall weather not ready for winter yet and screw all you people that are anyway it's not very nice but hey i don't like the snow um not a lot going on except uh the little project we got involved with the uh, usx try for those of you that listened to last week's quote unquote episode that part's real um part of Hopefully, we'll be part of the Norseman series. And if you know about that, you know, it's a big deal. It's a triathlon in Norway. 300 racers get 5,000 applications. So hopefully, we're going to be a uh, feeder race for that. Anyway, it's um, Ironman-ish length, starting with a 4 a.m. open water swim, biking through the Black Hills, and then a... uh, 42k trail run with a whole lot of climbing in it. So anyway, we're working on that with our friend uh, Thor in uh, from Norway, Paulette and I are on this end, and uh, I think it's going to be kind of cool, a little bit different from adventure racing. But I don't know there's a few of you that listen to this that might be interested. So um, hopefully we make a big deal out of it. Um, Nothing else much going on, so um, about a month, get to go to Baja and uh, hang out down there with the fast guys. So um, this is this one's uh, about Croatia, so hopefully we'll have a couple more, and uh, it sounded like a really cool race, and uh, let's do it. So uh, go fast, take chances, and thanks for listening. I was going to say I'm surprised it's working. But now it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I have to make sure all the little numbers are moving and all the little graphs are moving and I'm recording. So <laughs> we're good. So all cool. right, I'm going to start with an easy question. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Explain this Brexit deal in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> A real mess. Okay. <laughs> one I can't believe we ever ended up uh, <laughs> ended up getting into. Yeah. All right, that's enough of an explanation. Uh, yeah. 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 Sometimes I think maybe we aren't the most screwed up country over here, and then I'm like, no, we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely giving you a good run for your money at the yeah. moment. All right. Um, okay. Well, this will be a little easier. Who Who are you? Uh, yeah. My name is uh, Andrew Cawthorn. I um, I'm from the UK, uh, and um, I uh, have been, well, I've been racing on and off, I suppose, for 10 years, um, but but not in any, uh, not in any great way. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in the, in the class of weekend warrior rather than professional um, uh, AR athlete. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I think that is the majority of of adventure racers 
not a lot of high paid adventure racers out there. That's true. That's true. So, um, so what's your backstory? How'd you get started? What'd you do as a kid? Rugby player, soccer, or foot, excuse me, football player? <laughs> no, no, not particularly any of those things. I, uh, I, you know, spent a lot of time outdoors. I guess I, uh, my main sport before coming into adventure racing was rock climbing, yeah. um, which um, was great in some respects uh, and not so uh, not so great in other <laughs> other respects. Um, maybe some of the aerobic side of the the, the stamina and so on, but uh, uh, it, it gave a healthy love of the outdoors at least. So, so what? Why do you? Um, we're going to start with rock climbing because. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but, you know, I was a climber for like a few years, like 40 years ago. Mm. (laughs) And all of a sudden I realized I don't really enjoy this all that much, but I like being outdoors. So I kind of switched. But so how do you become a rock climber? Uh, Yeah, good question. I guess uh, um, as I was at... uh, well, coming up through school and being outdoors, and uh, then I guess somebody at some stage introduced me to climbing, and I and I thought, hey, this is this is quite good. I enjoy this, and and then this was. I mean, I don't know what it's like in the states, but in the UK at the time, you know, indoor climbing wasn't particularly a big thing. I mean, now it's it's huge, but yeah. uh, at the time it wasn't, and but there was this uh, funny little kind of bouldering wall that this guy had in in an old converted squash court in in the town where I grew up and and we ended up going down there you know of an evening and and that progressed and then I when I went to university I picked a picked a university that had a climbing wall that was one of the objectives for the university so (laughs) and then uh, and then of course the climbing club and we were out at weekends and stuff so yeah it kind of kind of grew from there is it um it, so it kind of sounds like it's a sort of a social thing, you know, when you started. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, with the university club scene, it's quite, yeah, it's definitely quite social. Uh, and we, I climbed a lot more at university than perhaps I should have done. <laughs> Probably uh, should have concentrated a bit more on the work side. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good place to get into these kind of things. So... Um, Okay, can I? Here's a stereotype question: Did uh, climbing in England get you used to being outside in crappy weather? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you have if you want to do anything outside in the UK, you've got to get used to crappy weather. <laughs> well, it's good to know that at least a few stereotypes still exist. <laughs> so. So, I mean, how long did you climb, and then how did you how did did that inform you getting into the adventure race? Well, I guess uh, yeah. I mean, I climbed. Uh, well, I yeah, I was climbing um, kind of on and off for yeah, ten, fifteen years, I guess. And then uh, I was. I guess there were two things that got me into adventure racing. I was. Um, uh, I hadn't really been exposed to a, you know a lot of the eco challenge stuff at the time. I you know I I, I wasn't aware, um, maybe just not moving in the right circles. And uh, but I was reading a book um, 
on uh, Ranulph Fiennes, one of Ranulph Fiennes books, who's, uh, who's a British explorer. Uh, and uh, he was talking about ha having raced in this thing called Eco Challenge, and I just thought, wow, this sounds, this sounds really cool. And, uh, and, and, and at a very similar time, I was in a, in a cafe outside in, in London somewhere, and, and I saw these people running past, and they were all uh, clearly you know, doing some kind of race, and they seemed to be stopping at a checkpoint nearby, and I was like, what's that? Um, and uh, and so kind of both of those things, I, I I I looked into it. What they were doing, they were doing this race called Rat Race, which was uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but at the time it was a it was an urban adventure race. Mm -hmm. So it was a it was a, a day long race that they did round round London, um, and and so that and combined, I looked up about this eco challenge stuff that Ranulph Fiennes mentioned in his book, and I thought, oh wow, hang on, I I need to I need to get involved in this. So following year I did I did the rat race I, I uh, persuaded my my brother and, and a mate of his to said come on let's go and give this a try and and kind of uh, never look back yeah. the the uh, actually I haven't talked to a lot of people that started with urban race but uh, sounds like yeah. it wasn't a bad way to do it well it was yeah just that because that was the only thing I knew about at the mm -hmm. time I guess and uh, and then you know, you as you do more things, you get you get you meet the people, you get to know about the other stuff, and 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 you you kind of go from there. Yeah. I mean, living in the southeast of England, you know, there's not an awful lot of real outdoors, so you kind of have to get used to doing it a bit, uh, a bit a bit urban at least. Yeah, yeah. So so you did the first one with your brother and, and a mate of yours. Did yeah. they keep racing? Uh, yeah, well, certainly my brother, my brother has. Yeah, uh, I mean, he he suffers from what he terms FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. <laughs> so uh, yes, if I ask him to do uh, to do anything, he ha he feels uh, duty bound to say so. Yeah. And hence, yeah, he's been he's been a, a major part of my adventure racing teams as, <laughs> as time's gone by. Are you the older brother? I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're the one getting him into trouble all the time. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, you know you know how I am. I never like to talk about adventure racing. And I was an only child, so did you, um, so brothers and sisters kind of, you know, I find you guys weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so did you influence your brother's musical tastes? No, no, had terrible musical taste. Oh, okay, uh, and he uh, he definitely formed his own path in 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 that regard. Yeah. Okay, so there's a stereotype uh, yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get this taste of urban adventure racing. How do you actually then find your way to the woods? Well, we uh, yeah, I, I was then kind of looking up. Well, how can we do some. Uh, how can we do some venture racing, you know, out in the out in the wilderness, or or at least the wilderness that we get in the UK? And I and found this uh, organisation um, called Open Adventure, which um, you know is 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 an organiser of uh, adventure racing in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time, they organised this this event called uh, the Endurance Series, which did a 
which did a five-hour race, and then um, and then a few weeks later a twelve-hour race, and then a few weeks later a twenty-four-hour race, and it was in different parts of the UK. I think we were in um, the Lake District or North Wales or somewhere like that, and 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 I said, right, okay, right, let's enter that without really any. <laughs> any real knowledge of what, what we were letting ourselves in for or, or the levels of fitness required. Um, and, and I look back at that now and I think, crikey, what, what were we doing? I think, you know, the first, that five-hour race, and it started off with a 12-kilometer run thing, and I think we ended up walking more than, less than halfway around. You know, <laughs> we, we, we were pretty dire. Uh, but um, we made it around and, we, you know, we survived the three, the three races and... Uh, um, uh, and yeah, we thought, well, actually, this is this is great. I could do with being a bit fitter, but you know, the, it was great that we, you know, got got out into the uh, outdoors, and uh, you know, it took us to the places that, um, you know, we didn't we didn't necessarily know about. So, um, it was it was great for for finding uh, some of those hidden gems. Yeah. Um, so this is a really broad question, but. What is it that I mean? Was it just getting to different places? Was it meeting people? What, what was kept, what kept bringing you back? I mean, for ten years. Yeah, well, I, I guess being, uh, yeah, being outside, outdoors. I'm definitely that kind of person. Escape from the daily grind, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, and yeah. And yeah, finding finding some the new places that yeah you don't necessarily know about because I think the you know by and large the race organisers try and take you to the to the cool places that you don't necessarily know about and um, and I think as well to some degree you you know it helps you <laughs> and I and I know this is just a reflection of you know what what modern life is like but it it helps you pack it in a bit more you know you, you when you've got busy jobs and stuff, you can't necessarily, or, you know, I guess it's a life choice, but you can't necessarily uh, get out there as much as you want. So when you do get out there, uh, squeeze in as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, you know, how much, how much training can you do a week? Yeah. 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 Not, uh, not much. I mean, you know, some <laughs> squeezed into uh, lunch breaks and, uh, and uh you know after work and looking after the family and all that kind of stuff yeah it's it's i mean it's it's uh it's hard <laughs> yeah it is and, <laughs> and i think I, things I, going on yeah yeah and i think it was the worst possible timing to discover adventure racing i think when we uh you know when i first saw that rat race going on my my first uh child was just about to be born so yeah you know, in that sense, it couldn't have been worse timing. I didn't yeah. have uh, I didn't have an opportunity to get into it uh, pre pre children, and then of course uh, children introduce other other constraints. So yes. you know, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, Paulette and I think it's a, it's a hassle trying to figure it out with a dog, you know? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you can't just uh, you know send send the kids to the kennel. No, no, no grandma's exactly. house like we do with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, but is it something? So, how many? I mean, how many kids do you have, and how old are they? 
I've got three kids, and they are uh, well, six, eight, and ten now. Okay. Yeah. Are you looking ten years ahead to think I'll have more time to race? <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, my eldest is, has has already said, you know, when can she join me? Ah, you perfect. Know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm, uh, yeah, looking at. Um, where you know can we find some shorter races that she can uh, get involved in now uh, now she's a bit more proficient on a bike and so on and so yeah absolutely oh that's cool that let's, they're, they're... let's look for a, a family team in uh, 10 years time i'm uh, actually talked to a lot of people that you know yeah in 10 years there could be some some serious family racing going on so maybe that maybe that's how the sport finally grows it's that next generation <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. So are you, you know, do you like focus, you know, try to pick one or two races a year? Is that how you can? Well, there's a, yeah, I mean, there's a nice, there's a nice kind of scene for uh, the shorter races. Um, I mean, in the south of England, uh, there's kind of a few organizations like Quest Stars and Tri Adventure or, or, or Open Adventure a bit further north. And, and they, you know, they're great for, you know, if you just want to get out and do a, a day race um, somewhere. Um, so we try to try to, you know, get a, at least a, a few of those done every year. Um, and then the longer races, uh, it really just depends on uh, family commitments and, and so on. Uh, yeah, um, we longer races we haven't done that many of. So we did the adventure race Croatia this year just now and uh, done the iTerra as well um, uh, not not this year but on, on, on in the previous year so um, yeah but but finding finding time to do a five-day race is, is just a bit trickier yeah, yeah I <laughs> yeah. can see that yeah I mean yeah. I, I know people that are like yeah I can do one every other year maybe so yeah yeah exactly that's that's more the thing yeah so um, let's let, we'll get to Croatia because you're my first First, first person I get to talk to about it, and, it, yeah, and it's also great. a race that one in Rodrigues. You know, I was in Iceland, so I actually didn't get to follow each, either one of them very, mm. very much. Just at a glance here and there, but, but I mean, why did you pick that? Because you had several choices, kind of around the same. You know, you know, Africa and Itera and Croatia. So what was yeah, it about well, Croatia. Well, we said um, we wanted to race somewhere that it wasn't going to rain the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah, coming back to your, st your, your stereotype of the UK uh, I mean I you know I love racing in the UK but um, when we raced Terra uh, a few years ago you know we got pretty wet yeah uh, and um, that 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 changes the way that you uh, that you enjoy the race I suppose yeah. And we just thought, well, maybe maybe it would be nice to do one where it didn't rain. Uh, <laughs> and so we thought, okay, well, well, all right, well, we need to go abroad. Um, you know, we don't want to go too far, uh, just for you know cost reasons and so on. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you know, family commitments and so on. We ha it had to not be in the school holidays. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so yeah, we kind of. By the time we considered all of those things, um, yeah, Croatia kind of worked out in terms of timing, and, and it looked like it would be a pretty amazing place to go. So, yeah, that, yeah. that so, got the vote. Yeah, 
Um, so tell me about the team. Who was it? Uh, it was um, so uh, my brother as well, uh, coming back from the. You know, uh, he, he he will uh, never turn anything down when you ask him. Um, plus, uh, a, a good friend of mine who I've been, you know, who, who kind of started this journey with me. So when we uh, when we when we saw that open adventure series, uh, and it, I went to him and said, "Yep, yeah, come on, we should do this." He also knew nothing about it, and uh, and and he's been kind of with me for the rest of the the journey as well. So uh, so that was the three of us, and then. Um, we needed a we needed a girl in the team, and um, my uh, my brother has been um, kind of well, I, I guess a pro- professional athlete for most of his career as a as a rower, uh, and so he uh, he persuaded one of his uh, rowing uh, rowing uh, buddies to to join us, so she uh, she joined us with. Uh, way more fitness than the rest of us, um, but it was her, yeah, first first adventure race. So, but it turned out great. Yeah. So, how did um? Okay, see now you you opened up a whole another can of worms. First of all, how are you a professional rower? <laughs> how does your brother be a professional rower? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I guess rowing. Uh, is 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 fairly big in the UK, um, mm-hmm. thanks to the Olympic successes and so on that we've had uh, in in recent years. And the way uh, funding goes for sport in the UK is the more Olympic medals you, you the sport gets, the more funding it gets. So it kind of self perpetuates in that in that sense. Um, so rowing, having had success, got more funding, which means you get more success. You can get more funding. So. Uh, so he he spent many years uh, rowing in and out of the the um, the yeah the kind of GB system that uh, yeah. you know for for the elite rowers, yeah. is he- um, which which I guess is not you know not professional in that you're not going to make a lot of money from it, but it's uh, that was what his day job was. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, okay, not not as a, not answering as a brother. Is he good? Well, he's 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 like me now. He's he's way too old. I mean, I think uh, <laughs> he he um he he stopped being. Uh, I don't know. I think I can't remember what age they say you 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 row as a veteran, but he's he's well past that now. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still a pretty good rower, but he's he's um yeah not yeah. not at the not at the pointy end of the sport anymore. Okay, I, I guess any time you can make a sport your day job, you're pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. guess so. Okay, so you've got your brother and your mate. You guys have been kind of racing together forever, and you bring on a new yeah. person. Um, I guess the easy way to say this is how long was it before you felt like a team with her? Well, um, we had done – yeah, we thought, well, we'll do a we'll – do we did a kind of day race with her a few months okay. before um, – Although we were, in, it was a race for pairs, so we were, you know, we weren't exactly racing together. Um, but uh, and then, of course, yeah, we didn't see much of each other, and then we came along to the race in Croatia. Although we had quite a lot of the logistics to sort, and you know, flights and and whatever to to get to know each other better. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I, certainly, I know, you know, the the adage that you kind of finish a race like that, and you are. 
kind of uh, best friends forever or, mm-hmm. or alternatively you hate each other never going to speak again <laughs> but I, I think you know thankfully we, uh, we ended up uh, in, in the former and uh, I, I don't know exactly when where, at what point we thought you know this just uh, felt natural but it, it I think it did quite quickly you know yeah. where you we got on and, and it, it, was, it was really good. Cool. I mean, it's that compression of time. I, we just talked about this with somebody, that compression of time and uh, mental energy and closeness, and it just, yeah, boy, it's, it happens quick one way or the other. Yeah, it's it does. Really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Croatia. How, how, where did the race start and how do you get there? Yeah, well, we we uh, we had to we were flying into uh, Zadar, which is a fairly small airport in Croatia. I mean, I've never been to Croatia before, uh, but the race organizer said, "Yeah, you know, fly here, we'll pick you up." Um, so we had the usual, uh, you know, logistical challenges of getting us and our kit and our bikes mm-hmm. and things there, which was a new one for us as well. We've not having not flown with the bikes before and. Uh, I think we definitely learned some things about how to properly secure your bikes since um, when we arrived, we had a, a sheer derailleur pin and a broken brake and a bent brake rotor and uh, yeah. yeah, so we had a yeah. we had a few a few things to to deal with when we arrived, but uh, um, but actually the race organisers were were great and they we kind of when they they picked us up and took us to the the, the race HQ which was this kind of cool resort on uh, on the coast in, in Croatia and uh, they said oh yeah you know we'll help you sort it out and the next morning they there was a mechanic and he took the bikes off to, to a shop nearby and they came back a few hours later ready to go so wow. that was great that's, that's yeah. amazing cool yeah that was that was good 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 sport um, but uh, yeah so we we, uh, we were based out of this resort um, place which is a kind of eco resort so we were all staying in these kind of uh, wicker huts you know and uh, we spent the day first the day there doing uh, with the race briefing and sorting out the kit and uh, trip to the supermarket to buy food and uh, uh, yeah getting all of that uh, all of that sorted so was um, it a, uh, were you in a big enough area like to have you know were you able to get like Food that you kind of wanted. I mean, obviously they had a pretty good bike shop. So, um. yeah, yeah. I don't know what the bike shop was like because we kind of just left our bikes to the uh, to this guy and, and off he went. But uh, yeah, there was there was enough yeah enough of a town around and and there was a there was a fairly big supermarket there where we could we could shop. I mean, uh, it's always I don't know. It, Certainly, oh, having, having only done it twice, but it was—it it seems to be always a challenge to figure out exactly what food you're going to want to eat for yeah, oh five days that you've got to leave in your box in the kit box, which is going to bake at thirty degrees for a few days, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so on. But uh, yeah, yeah, we found we found enough food anyway. I—I uh, <laughs> I think we we learned food a lot better this time than the first time around. I think uh, um, so. We didn't we didn't finish. Uh, quite so hungry yeah well that's a bonus but yeah i mean that's so hard right you don't yeah you don't know what you're yeah. on day four and all all you can really say is you're not going to want what you have yeah exactly <laughs> so exactly it probably yeah. really doesn't matter what you pack because you're not going to want it 
Yeah. <laughs> so. But I think uh, you know one of the nice things about these kind of longer races is is that is then uh, you've got everybody else around you doing the same thing, and you've got the experienced teams who are all doing the same thing, and you know you can you can chat to them, and you can you know some of them will you know give you some tips and so on. We we got we got a great tip on you know how how do you protect your bike in the bike box you know during during the different uh, the different stages you know this, yeah. one of the guys of 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 one of the Irish the Irish team said yeah you know put your put the derailleur in your shoe and wedge your shoe up against the back of the box and and we're like wow oh, yeah cool yeah well that really works yeah i guess it's only those, it's that, those kind of uh, those kind of tips that you only really find out from talking to talking to the people who Who've done it before, been there, done yeah. that, you know, learned that lesson. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the, my favorite part. Tell me about the race. Yeah. <laughs> well, we started. Uh, yeah, started on on the Tuesday morning. Uh, so it was a early start. They were up. We were up at five, and then into the kind of lockdown where they and they gave us the maps, yeah. sealed away the phones, and yeah, gave us an hour and a half to. To look through the maps, um, and I think uh, you know I, I hadn't really kind of considered what that would be like going into it. But I mean, you know, we had 31 maps, and actually, it took it took me an hour and a half just to <laughs> just to look at each map and kind of mark some kind of route between all of the checkpoints. It, you know, that, yeah. uh, actually, I'm not even sure that I finished. I had to finish on, probably on the bus, but uh, uh, yeah. So you'd, it's not a lot of time. I, oh, I found it wasn't a lot of time to uh, to to really get your head around what you were about yeah. to to undertake. Yeah, were um, they are, were they good maps? Yeah, they were pretty good maps. Okay. I mean, they weren't they weren't what uh, you know what we're used to. I mean, uh, I guess in the UK we're pretty spoiled with maps, yeah. really, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so it, they weren't like that. And and I wasn't totally sure, you know. You, from a UK map, you get some idea as to what the the terrain is going to be like, uh, and you know what what any paths might be like, and and I really had no concept of what the the various different dots and dashes and things on the Croatian map were going to actually translate to in terms of any uh, any kind of path on the ground. So yeah, that that, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a learning curve. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but generally they weren't they weren't bad. Okay, well, so here's my tip for figuring out maps. Yeah. So if you get all the maps, you lay them all out on the floor, you know, big area, so they all flow. Yeah. And then you race, and then you go and look at the maps, and they make total sense after you've raced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably it true. It yeah. works for me every time. I get home and lay them out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um so did so you got on buses so they, they yeah going on the bus there was away. a couple of hours yeah bus to the start uh, and we were on the coast for a sea kayak leg to start well we had a kind of yeah, half a kilometer run or something just to get to the kayaks where they were laid out on the beach and then into the uh, into the kayaks um, and we had a um, thirty odd kilometer leg. Um, doing uh yeah kayaking 
round through some pretty uh, spectacular coast. Um, yeah, I, I mean, where where we were, it it's it was more kind of there's lots of islands and um, yeah inlets and bays and and whatever. So we were we were heading round some of those to get to uh, to get to the next transition. So not not like open ocean, but no exactly yeah yeah i mean we were on the sea but i think you couldn't look in any direction and see open ocean you were any direction you looked there was land of some kind but uh yeah technically it was the sea yeah Yeah. as far as i'm concerned that's if you get that's the best way i don't want i don't want to be out of sight of land (laughs) yeah 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 uh so and and you know it was for for us as well with the coming with the objective of, of a bit of sunshine uh you know it was a gloriously sunny day uh not too hot with a bit of a cool breeze off the sea and um yeah as we were paddling along uh, my my brother turned around to me and said stop grinning because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i was you know just yeah. couldn't really believe you know where we were and with the this lovely sunshine and clear blue seas and you know just paddling around and in the middle of this, uh, what the start of this this kind of expedition. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, not not like when you did Itera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was there was yeah less sunshine I think when we did Itera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's less less sunshine at night than when you did Itera. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, when when yeah. you go, so you're paddling, you're having a great time. Do you, do you? What's your expectations for the race? What I mean, our goals maybe. I know well, you, well, you we consider ha- yourself middle of the Packers weekend warriors, but what you know? Did you guys have a team goal? Our goal had been to uh, make it round the full course. Okay. That that was that was it. We hadn't. We, you know, we 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 were not aiming to be competitive, yeah. but uh, yeah, the the plan was to to do the course. Mm-hmm. And, and did you think that that was reasonable once you got your head wrapped around the maps a little bit? Um, I think we thought um, we thought it probably was reasonable, mm-hmm. but I think um, in hindsight, you know, having done the course, we hadn't anticipated how how slowly we would end up moving over some of the terrain. I, I think you know we looked at the looked at it and thought. That the paths and or, or lack of paths in some places would would be you know more, we would still be able to move at the kind of speeds we could move uh, in the UK yeah. and actually that you know <laughs> that really wasn't the case um, and uh, you know in some cases the the kind of boulder fields and uh, spiky bushes and things you just we, we we just slowed slowed us right down just trying to you know pick your way through some of the obstacles um but i, I think when we first looked at it we thought yeah okay no this is i mean it's it's not going to be easy it's going to be tight but we felt that we probably had a a good shot of making it around okay so what uh get done paddling then what do you get to do in the sunshine so then we were on to a trek leg, um, which was a yeah forty kilometer uh, trek, um, straight up into the mountains. So we were 
uh, then climbing from, from sea level up to about, I think it was about 1,200 meters, I think, which was about as high as we got mm-hmm. um, through, uh, yeah, through, through some, some pretty beautiful area. Um, uh, pretty hot by then. <laughs> uh, you know, having said we didn't want to race uh, in the rain, we then um, were kind of saying, well, maybe a little bit of rain would be nice, just to <laughs> just to cool us off a bit, you know. But so, what, of course, whatever whatever happened, we we uh, you're never happy, are you? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a 40 kilometer uh, leg up through the mountains, uh, and there was a there was a kind of um, there were a couple of uh, you know special bits off that track leg I guess there was a it took us onto a loop which was a, a kind of um, well in place via Ferrata you know some kind of more scrambling around some of the rocks and up and down uh, a few ladders and uh, and things which was which was quite nice um, and then there was an abseil so one one member of the team would would come into an abseil uh, which was a 50 meter or so abseil into this kind of cavern hole in the ground, um, and then make their way out through the through the through the cavern and up the kind of a slope back up to the up to the ground level. But only one had to do it. Only one had to do it in the end. I think uh, the the plan had been that it would be more, but I think in the end the the logistics just worked out that it, it yeah it wasn't it wasn't going to happen. So yeah, too much um, of a bottleneck. It's it's that early. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it was a nice yeah it was a nice abseil and uh, yeah pretty pretty amazing place. I mean actually this the whole area was kind of dotted with these great big holes in the ground um, and, and caves and things and we. We, we we came across one again later in the race where, uh, you know the you know the the um, was the guy the Felix somebody or other who who, oh, who yeah. jumped from the edge of space. Yep. You know, uh, he uh, yeah he uh, I think he he jumped he base jumped into one of these holes which I think they the the organisers said was two hundred and sixty or two hundred and six meters or some two anyway a, a pretty big right. hole in the ground which he base jumped into so. Yeah. Uh, because we came across that at night, so we we weren't quite aware as to ha- how deep it was when we were stood peering over the edge. But uh, yeah, so anyway, this uh, this terrain was uh, yeah kind of very rocky and full of these kind of holes and uh, and things, which was which was quite nice. Yeah. So I'm assuming you, you're going into the mountains from the ocean, so steep and in in you know rocky and yeah that kind of yeah how it yeah. comes from the ocean. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and and you don't you know stray from the path at your at your peril because you'll uh, you know you'll suddenly move from, stop change from moving at a you know a reasonable pace to just picking your way over rocks and you know through uh, through uh, scraggly bushes yeah. and you know you you suddenly slow right down. Yeah. So ha- hanging on to that path at all costs. <laughs> what was the navigation? Um... I mean, did they try to make it tricky, or was it pretty straightforward? I think different, different on different legs, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, that on that first trek leg, it was it was relatively relatively straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the the trek leg that came, you know, a few stages later, was um, was quite tricky. There were no no paths. Okay. Uh, uh, as it turned out, we kind of came across it. Just as it, night was falling, um, 
uh, and I think I think you know the team, the fast teams who came through there in the daylight would have would have obviously found it a, a lot easier yeah. coming in coming in to the dark um, in this area um, was was quite a challenge, <laughs> and and we uh, we certainly kind of ended up bumping into a, into a number of teams who are all um, kind of milling around thinking you know hang on how do I get through here this we've got this completely impenetrable forest uh and um somewhere up there on the mountain is a checkpoint but you know it's really not very obvious how we're supposed to get there, get there. yeah <laughs> yeah um which i think you know i i i do the navigation so i think if you've got that challenge and that problem to to hold on to it's easier to easier to uh keep keep your spirits up but i i think for those you know brothers in the team who who aren't you know so close to the to the problem i suppose it, it's a lot harder for them to remain uh you know high, high spirited <laughs> yeah i mean yeah they're they're standing there watching you look at a yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and you sort of know what you want to do but <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah we're, we're not necessarily making the kind of progress forward that they would like yeah, yeah. so are you ever so, tempted uh and i'm sure nobody ever really says anything but are you ever tempted to or feel like here you take the map if you think it's so easy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anybody was kind of thinking. Uh, you know, uh, it's easy, but I, you know, I, I think uh, they would have liked it to have been easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We always do. Yeah. So, so did they have? Was there a lot of mountain biking in it? Well, yeah. So after the after so the third leg, we were into the mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And and that, this was then the, uh, where our race started to unravel slightly. Um, we uh, we had um, switched to uh, to tubeless on all of our bikes in 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 the run up to the race, which which had been fine. Uh, and within the first ten minutes or so uh, of the, the the third stage, the mountain bike stage. Uh, my bike was spraying uh, sealant everywhere, yeah. and uh, however long we let it roll and and so on, we, it just wasn't it wasn't yeah. sealing. Said, oh, no, you know. So um, so we ended up stopping and and faffing around with that, and we we plugged it and it worked for a bit, and then it burst again, and and we we just seemed to spend that, the majority of that that leg you know stopping and starting and trying to sort out this tire and and in the end we gave up on the tubers and put an inner tube in and then we couldn't we couldn't get that to stay up and uh, uh, it was just we it was just a relentless problem with that bike um and uh and then one of the other teams came by i think the, the u.s team and they were great and they gave us some you know stuff that we could use and we tried that and uh but in the end so we got to i mean we kind of ended up limping through that leg it was a it was a 64 kilometer i think something like that uh mountain bike stage um it had a it had a fairly big climb at the start so i mean we were climbing from from sea levelish to 
you know, just over a thousand meters, uh, and then you know some nice flowing tracks coming coming down again off the other side. But it was it was uh, just a little bit frustrating as we were kept stopping and starting with this with this tire. I think it was and, more than more than a little frustrating. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. More <laughs> than a little frustrating. And we got in the end, we got to. I think we were. Uh, Fortunately, we were only a few kilometers from the transition, and 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 finally, we just could not get this tire to stay up, and and we ended up, uh, you know, having to run this bike in the last few kilometers into the transition, which uh, was again uh, a bit demoralizing. Um, uh, but we got some, you know, once we were in transition, and uh, uh, you know, in the uh, we we got a bit of. Um, uh, support from the race organizers and they were like what you know there was this this guy and he kind of helped us try and fix this thing and he uh he had an, he had an energy which he, he he gave us and we tried to sort it out and that was great so we packed up the bikes and now thinking this is great bikes are sorted put them away and and off we went on to the next uh onto the next leg um but you know now unfortunately running quite a bit behind yeah. our our plan um, so and then we, yeah then we went into a into a another trek stage which was this one where we were now where the, the navigation was a bit harder coming into it in the dark no uh, no paths yeah and, and uh, that, that's one of those things that you know you don't think that you know okay you're having a flat tire and issues with that and that kind of sucks but then then that compounds into being in the dark in this hard nav section. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one thing that people that don't race don't understand is how this this little problem isn't. I mean, even if it was just a flat tire and you lose fifteen minutes, that can compound itself days yeah. down the wet road. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So um, so yeah, by the, so we were then slower coming into this uh, yeah into the next lake. Uh, and and so by this time I think it was the start of our the second night and and we hadn't we hadn't slept yeah. until uh, up until then we said which was the plan we said well okay we'll, we won't sleep until the second night um, and then we were slowed down again then by this the, the navigation being quite tricky coming uh, coming through that stage uh, and um, and by the time we were we were dropping off the the the, the final. You know, coming back down off the, those mountains um, into the next transition, we were uh, we were all kind of stumbling along, and we said, "Okay, we just we just gotta we've got to sleep now." Yeah. Um, uh, so we we kind of uh, yeah found a semi-sheltered spot and, and lay down and had a couple of hours, but um, it turned out not to be the best decision really because actually we ended up getting so cold. Mm. Uh, during those, those, that sleep, that uh, I'm not sure how how refreshed yeah. we ended up. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I think that was a bit of a that was a bit of a low point, definitely at, at that point. You know, having having just come come off this, being delayed on the bike, and then had the tricky nav, and then being tired and had to sleep, and then we ended up waking up shivering, and we kind of yeah, yeah. that was that was quite tough. Yeah, but it did, um, didn't do much. You didn't get a lot of rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 we knew as we came down to the bottom of this uh, off this mountain, we knew that uh, we had to swim across the river mm -hmm. to get to the um, to get to the the track that would take us into the transition. And uh, and we were kind of coming off the mountain a bit worried that 
you know, having been this cold, still being this cold, and we were going to now have to swim, swim the river. That this was this was going to be, you know, quite quite bad. Um, but but actually, I think uh, you know it's amazing. We got down to the bottom, and um, as we got there, the sun was starting to rise, and we put a toe in the water, and actually the water was was quite warm. Oh. Um, and uh, you know, we swam we swam across the river. And by the time we got out the other side, the sun was coming up, and I don't know. I think there's something about you know your 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 circadian rhythm and so on. You know, you suddenly fueled by this sunshine, and suddenly, you know, coming across this river, which was quite nice, and suddenly uh, everything just became good again. You know, yes. <laughs> all of this all of this bad stuff coming down off the mountain, and this lack of sleep, and and suddenly. Yeah, it was it was great. We were re-energized, you know, more I think more re-energized by that that swim and the sunshine than we had from by a long shot from the two hours of of poor sleep that we that we had on the mountainside. Were Were you aware of that at the time? Uh, that, I that, think that how nice it was getting, how enjoyable it was. I think uh, yeah, I think we were. I think um, you know because. Yeah, I th- you know we I think we all yeah we all felt it and I think um, yeah it, it really helped to it, it helped us to kind of deal with that you know how we were yeah. how we were feeling and yeah I think it was yeah I think it was something yeah definitely something we were uh, aware of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's good that you you know get it in the moment instead of you know. Two weeks later, yeah, wow, yeah, that was really yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so we finished off that trek stage and got, uh, and then it was uh, into the kayaks for uh, started off down this um, kind of uh, pretty beautiful canyon that snaked its way down to the sea, um, which was quite nice, um, and then out into again out into the sea, but again, you know, not really open ocean again. What some of these uh, inlets and and so on uh, and through um, across to the next transition. I, I'm, actually, that the wind had really picked up and um, coming across the last few kilometres into the transition, it was pretty rough on the water and uh, uh, so it was it was quite fun uh, surfing some of these. I think these big sit-on kayaks, uh, you know, yeah. not the easiest to manoeuvre, but we you know you can. We could surf them into the uh, into the transition with the wind, which was quite nice. Yeah, every once in a while, yeah, you'd feel yeah. like you could really paddle, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are are you guys as a team? I mean, you got a rower on it, but are you are you comfortable paddling? Uh, yeah, well, I, certainly, uh, yeah. The two the two rowers uh, are definitely comfortable paddling, and I think they um, understand a lot more about how to move a boat through water than. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> than we do, um, and that was certainly evident in the speed at which uh, you know they uh, they they were able to paddle off in some stages. But uh, yeah, I think we we're all all uh, reasonably comfortable on the water at least, mm. uh, c- comfortable if not skilled. Yeah, well, I think that's a big that's a big uh, advantage if you're at least comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of sounds like the race sort of followed the coastline is that what it was roughly doing 
Uh, well, it kind of um, in and out and back and yeah, exactly. The, and because the coastline, I think, is is quite, um, I think, maybe quite broken. You know, there's lots of you know segments to it. There's lots of uh, so I. Uh, I, I don't think it exactly followed. I don't think it followed the, co the coastline as much as that the coastline was kind of moving around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, the, we, uh, and I guess yeah, you know, with the, with the first trek and the bike, and then the next trek, we ended up doing quite a big loop um, inland anyway. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'd ended up. Then we did this next uh, kayak, um, and that finished. And then we were, we were back onto a trek stage up into uh, up into the mountains again. Um, and again, the way we we ended up doing it was we were doing this climb right in the heat of the day again, um, and uh, we were kind of coming up this riverbed up this uh, up this uh, gorge to a couple of checkpoints which were which we knew were kind of in the in, in the gorge a bit further up. And I think actually, you know, having said we got the, the disadvantage earlier, we, you know, coming across that in the daylight, we spoke to some teams afterwards who said, wow, you know, that climbing up that water, that dry waterfall was a bit hairy. Uh, and, and we said, well, yeah, actually, we, we were there in the daylight, so we went up the path that was around the side. <laughs> but of course, yeah, it was all very well for us. We could see that there was a path there, but I think if you'd come across it in the night, you could, you know, yeah. you would be forgiven for not knowing that there was a there was a path 20 feet to the left um so uh yeah so that, that but that was quite a that was quite a nice uh uh nice nice climb up through this um through this gorge uh and then uh out through the forest and up onto the hills where there was a big wind farm and uh and then and then down the other side and it was unfortunately then when we got down to the uh, to the to the next transition back to the bikes that we discovered uh that this bike that we thought was now fixed uh, had decided during the uh, the trip that uh, it was no longer uh, no longer fixed. So yeah. we, uh, the first thing we had to do was uh, remind ourselves how annoyed we were with this stupid bike and try <laughs> and uh, get it rideable again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and I, and that was that was it was as a result of that that we ended up um, missing the the cutoff for that on that leg. So okay. yeah. um, our our full course aspirations at that point were were gone. But we said, okay, well actually, we'll we'll aim to do as much. Well, we'll aim to do everything that we still can. You know, yeah. we 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 lopped off a. Um, a, a stage and a half as a result of this of the short course there, but we then rejoined the the course and and we said okay, well we'll we will do everything. Well, let's see if we can't you know finish the rest from here. Yeah. So. Does it take a little of the sting out because it's a mechanical, or does that almost make it worse? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We were kind of. Yeah, you know, we we definitely uh, ummed and ahed about this after the woods, and uh, I think um, yeah, it was very frustrating at the time. And I, you know, and I know that you know we were all uh, fed up with this bike and the yeah. fact that we we just could not get this tire to to stay <laughs> to stay inflated. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. And, I, and, and of course, I don't know whether actually if it had been okay, whether we would have made it anyway. Maybe yeah. we would have just fallen foul of a, a later cut of, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, actually, I was going to say, well, of course it makes it better because it's mechanical, but then it, it almost, I could see where you would feel better if you gave it everything, if you didn't have yeah, mechanical and it was, you gave it everything you had and didn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. So I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I, I can see it either way. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean. It, eventually, you made the decision to have fun, right? And finish. Yes. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know we 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 knew anyway that we were not uh, there to be competitive, and yeah. and we wanted to push ourselves, you know, as hard as we could, and we wanted to do as much of the course as we could, and yeah. and we did that, and that uh, and that was good, and and um, and I think you know even after that stage. Uh, we, I think, a lot of the slower stages were towards the beginning of the race, and and when we were then having 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 been missed that cuff and been, you know, had to had to jump up the course a bit, we were kind of looking at the rest of the course and thinking, crikey, you know, we still got we've still got quite a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. how how are we going to make this? Uh, and I think. Um, you know, so I think we we definitely had had points where we said, "Hmm, should we be uh, should we be considering another, you know, short course? Should we be considering dropping some checkpoints here or something in order that we're in order that we're going to get to the finish before before they close the <laughs> close yeah. the course?" And 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 yeah, and that definitely we definitely had that that those thoughts going round round our head. Um, for a bit, uh, but it, you know, in the end, we said, "No, no, come on, we're gonna, we're we're just gonna do this. We'll 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 give it everything we can, and if we are still, uh, you know, still out on the course when they when they close it, well, <laughs> yeah. we can't say we didn't try." There you go. Yeah. 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 And did it work so, out? Did you get the rest of the course? And it did. And it did. We did do the rest of the course. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And we. Uh, we snuck in by the narrowest of margins at the end, and uh, um, yeah, but we did we did do everything else after that. So, yeah. so it was I mean, good. And isn't that when you really want to finish? Is right at the end because yeah, what else yeah. Are you gonna do? Sit around? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. These guys who are winning the race, you know, they've spent twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> they spent twenty four hours with their feet up. It's yeah. fun in that. Yeah, really, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my yeah. new my new question i've been asking people is kind of a two-parter and it's like on a scale of one to ten how would you rate first of all the experience of the race and secondly your how you did personally during the race uh i yeah i think i mean the experience of the race was great i i uh, you know of course you know as as with all of these things you had we had we had our down points and uh, frustrations and so on but also you know uh, real uh, um, you know moments where we were really enjoying it and and, and you know the, the balance of it all was it was a it was a fabulous it was a fabulous experience and uh, the race organizers were great I, I you know they it was a really um, well-organized um, 
you know, well-executed race, uh, and they were doing everything they could to, um, you know, ensure that we that we all had a had a good race, and it was and it was and it was really good. Um, and and there weren't you know there weren't really any points where they were having to deviate from from the plan because of because it wasn't actually really working the way they had hoped or anything you know it, actually we were I think more or less everybody uh, was able to race the courses as they had envisaged so so that was really good and I, yeah so I, I think I would give it a I, I think I would give it a good uh, um, eight or nine out of ten um, with uh, with lost points only from the bike frustrations. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, what about Croatia? Did you learn any anything you know just about the area or the country that surprised you? I think um, we hadn't, um, and I and I don't know. I'm you know I'm surmising some of this now, but. Uh, there were quite a so we did see some um you know, you know uh, remnants of the the war that happened mm-hmm. there uh and you know one of the checkpoints was on a tank uh that was uh, that had been uh, kind of well, uh, had been part of a battle but i mean they had then subsequently placed it there as a kind of um monument i suppose but um you know there was a lot of there was a lot of the countryside where there were Houses that were empty, um, and I don't know whether that was as a result of people having f- fled during the conflict and not everybody had made it back yet, or or whether there was something else. But there was a there was a lot of there were a lot of places where there were you know e- empty buildings, yeah. um, which I hadn't really considered, and I hadn't really considered that you know th- that they would still be feeling the effects of uh, of the war, oh, yeah. uh, you know, even now. Um, and I, may, I'm, I don't know whether that was actually what was the reason, but, uh, you know, I guess I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, yeah. that part to it. Well, and if, um, yeah, and that's where you're going to go to is think about that when you see it. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, think about wrapping this up. What, um, what lessons did you learn in this race that you can take, you know, forward to whenever you get to do your next expedition race? Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think probably lots of lots of little things. I mean, it's you know, nice tips that we had, like on the, the bike tip, and I and I think we definitely learned more about nutrition and and how to feed ourselves. Um, uh, better this time. And I think the first expedition race we did, and we hadn't realised quite how much real food would be important. Mm. You know, you know, we were still kind of thinking about, you know, what you have for short races, energy bars, and 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 whatnot. And and actually, uh, we realised during that first race that that was really not what we wanted. <laughs> and and uh, real food. Um, you know, worked out a lot better, and, and so we got a we got a, a much better handle on that, I think. Um, and uh, I think we, yeah, I think we, you know, just learn lots of little things about, you know, how to work the logistics better. I think we were 
I mean, in no way as efficient as some of the fastest teams through transition. But I, I think when we first did an expedition race, we would spend hours in transition. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and not because we were kind of planning to spend hours in transition, but because we just ended up spending hours in transition. Yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, we learned this time, well, actually with a with a little bit of planning and, okay, we, you know, uh, everybody having some, you know, going into the transition, knowing what their tasks are and, you know, a bit more focus, we we just didn't waste quite so much time. I, I'm, I, I'm not saying we were perfect. Definitely there was still room for improvement. But, uh, um, yeah, we definitely learned how to uh, how to do these things a bit faster. Yeah, I mean, I've, I have seen that. You, you, and you realize that the teams don't know how long they're taking. In, 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 yeah. As, a, as an observer, you're standing there and you're just like, you – need to move a little bit faster <laughs> and, yeah, and, it, yeah, and it's yeah. like you say because it's you can't really tell why they're so slow yeah but they they are so it's a good lesson and I, yeah and i think you don't realize i mean i think you just kind of you know you're hurting a bit you're, you're a bit tired and you know you know you've got to do these things but you know it's so easy to lapse into that into that lack of concentration that lack of yeah. focus and uh, uh and i think um you know, just knowing a bit more about you know how to how to drive yourselves in in that way to to keep that focus. Uh, you know, is is you know suddenly you can take you can take hours out the time that you've stopped. Yeah, um, that, that can be like we said that can add up big time yeah. down the down yeah. the trail. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to ask you if you got anything on the schedule because I'm guessing you don't. <laughs> not yet. No, not yet. No, exactly. The the plan was was get through this race, survive this race, yes. and then we'll figure out what happens next after that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a good way to do it. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is the most basic question ever. Did you have fun? We did have fun. Yeah, definitely. It was. Uh, yeah, it was a really good race, and I and I think. Um, yeah, we all enjoyed it, and I uh, I was pleased that our uh, Imogen, who was our uh, our new addition to the team, enjoyed it. And I know that quite often when you finish this kind of thing, people are saying, "Well, I'm I'm never doing one of those again." Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, you, you quickly forget that, and and you end up doing one again. But you yeah. know, she was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm up for another one," yeah. uh, which was so that was good. And uh, um, yeah, we had a good time, I, I, and I think you know talking to people who haven't done that kind of thing they have no real concept of what we're actually talking about mm -hmm. um yeah. so when you say yeah i enjoyed it and and then you tell them what they what we did and you, they kind of think yeah what, no. what? Yeah, <laughs> you didn't yeah. enjoy that no, yeah yeah not. exactly but but we did enjoy it and uh yeah um I think not everybody will, uh, you know, probably people listening to this will understand why, but but yeah. maybe others won't. Yeah. yeah, there's that. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, it's getting late for you. I should probably do some more work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, thanks for for reaching out. I'm I'm enjoying that more people are doing that. I'm sending me a message and say, hey, you want to talk to me? And I'm like, yes, I do. So thanks yeah, for that. Yeah. 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 No problem. Uh, yeah. And, uh, very happy to uh, very happy to do so. It was enjoyable. 
and now I know more about Croatia, so thank you. Yeah, all right. So, all right. Well, okay. Thanks for the chat. Great. Thanks, Wendy. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.
this room on a hot and humid Friday night. But his vision it was blinded by the bright El Paso light. And never saw the shot that left him short of freedom flash. But the faithful, they're still waiting for the coming of their name. 